Welcome, travellers. Welcome to Tree Ridge High Mystery Club, a Beyond the Dice production. Luke will still be our DM in Season 2 of Beyond the Dice, but for this adventure, I'll be taking Ben, Levi, Luke, Travis, and yourself on a venture, on a journey as we take a break from our regular broadcast. Tree Ridge High Mystery Club is an 80s or 90s American-style inspired town, and we'll be using 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons as a frame for our story. The town of Tree Ridge is a small country town with a population of 35,000 within the county of Northcutt. Tree Ridge's roots are buried deep in the native culture and bleed red with a dark past. The thick wood surrounding the town has lost many a soul. Sometimes only shreds of bodies are found. Most times, only whispers of the lost remain on the wind. You would think this town uninhabitable, but these same winds call those who are lonely, rejected, and people who are running from their own dark past to this place, hoping for a new bright beginning. Now home to many diverse races, dwarves, elves, halflings, humans, gnomes, and orcs, and some of the more rare races, like those born from the blood of great draconic of old, commonly known as dragonborn. Some born from abhorred ancient bloodlines of dark beings, politely referred to as tieflings. All these races coexist in relative peace, though things aren't perfect. The local chief paladin, Raymond Yulf, and his small band of deputies hold the town together. Now magic is still a part of Tree Reach and its inhabitants. Magic is a gift. Those born with it the magic lays dormant inside of them until the change breaks the barrier. Known in other lands as puberty, the gifted, those with the magic, are allowed to be taught at school how to control these new abilities and ensure no misuse. A few families outcry to the paladins, saying their children have been kidnapped. They blame the government for taking their children in the night. They say it's because the children, known as the touched, were the most gifted, most connected to huge amounts of raw magic. The paladins attempt to search for their lost children, but there is never a trace. Now the paladins, or the police, do have ways of detecting magic, tracing its use back to the source. Under the code, which is a law against the use of magic, Tree Ridge High continues to teach their pupils the art of magic. As said before, magic usually fosters during the change, but those with the touch are provided with special classes and attend summer camps to ensure understanding and control of the magic. Our four characters tell the tale of four prebubescent teens in their first year at Tree Ridge High, three of whom are the best of friends from Oak Seed Prime, the local primary school. They have founded their friendship based on being different from the norm. They banded together over the summer and formed the Mystery Club. The good old days of Oak Seek Prime. They recovered the lost keys of Mrs. Tumbleweed. They rescued Mrs. Tumbleweed's cat from the sewer drain. Though they couldn't forget her delicious rhubarb pie whenever they helped her solve a mystery. Now moving to high school. They are no longer the top of the school. They don't have a flashy car. They're not even old enough to drive or they're not even part of the football team. They are different. Now they are all considered losers. 
dorks, nerds. Now they will have to deal with bullies much older and bigger than them. The most frightening part of high school, the change. Now we'll switch to a little scene that I've done to introduce you to the world. The drive has been long and silent. My daughter Freya, not saying a word. Only the roar of the engine and the constant tune of the country radio has filled the void. We are so far from home, out in the middle of the forest. The trees flank the road and are so dense they block out all perception of the outside world. Freya stares blankly at the window. Her slender, freckled nose pressed up against the glass. She marks the window with her breath and smears the window to form a frowny face with a little tear. She pulls back and her pinky finger brushes a few strands of her long golden hair out of her face and tucks it behind her pointed ear. It's, it's going to be an adventure for the both of us. Still, not even a grunt. Treerich is a diverse town. You will no longer be bullied based on how pure you are. Isn't that at least better? Plus, you can make some new friends. You always said you wished you knew your dwarf as they made you laugh. Father, I had friends at home. I never asked for new ones. The F word. Now she's really angry with me. It's been so tough without you, Liana. I wish you were here for so many reasons, but at least you would know what to say to our teenage daughter. You would have told me, well, at least you said something. I'm sorry Freya, but this opportunity I could not pass up. I didn't want to worry you, but my job at the lab was coming to an end. They had cut funding again. This job, this job for the government was... Get my name in the right circles. I'll never be out of a job again. We, we can move back too if you want. I miss the radio. Can you put on something, something good on please? I'm sick of this country crap. We are about 300 kilometers from the nearest radio tower, let alone within range of her favorite station. But maybe, just maybe, with a little magic, I can boost the signal. Not too much that every brass and his sniffer catches our scent. I reach my hand up to the knob to dial in 101.5. I'm happy to hear the faint static of a favourite station. Static. No, too far out of the range. Okay, I reach out again and delve inside, into my very being. I find the hidden well, like a forbidden lake. The light barely touches. I cipher just enough of the water and let it flow up. Up and out. I channel it down my arm into the radio, focusing my mind on the antenna and out through the air. Back. Back down the road we came from, all while keeping my eyes on the dead straight road. I feel the air. Nothing. Then further further down the road. Waves. Waves like the beat of a heart. Waves upon waves. 
I rise up in the middle like a fist and grab hold of the connection. And I solidify it all the way back down my arm, back to our antenna on the roof. Extending the link as we move further down the road. Then the kick of the drum and the, stu- and the strum of guitar fill the void. We now have music. I let go of the thought of the connection. I let it slide to the back of my mind into my subconscious. I put the feeling to the base of my spine. A small pain to remind me and keep the connection alive. Ah, oh, y- yes, Dad. She immediately cranked up the dial. Kicking to death blasted through the car and down the narrow corridor down the road. Well, at least she's a little happy right now. A little bit of magic won't bother the dogs. It will be nothing compared to the efficiency modifier I have a permit for. It saves us so much money. If only they allowed everyone to use it. Dad, did you see that? See what? The man! What man? The only person we're seeing on this whole damn road! I look out to the side of the road. A blur of green wash. Nothing there. Dad! Dad, look out! I slam the brakes on. And the screech of the tires pierce the air. But nothing's there. What are you playing at? He was there, I swear. You could have caused an accident. Dad, don't, Dad, I swear. He was right in front of us. I quickly look at her and the genuine look of shock on her face. It made me worry, what had she seen? Then a burst of noise and a flash of blue and red. A highway patrol car appeared behind us. No, they wouldn't be after us for the radio, could they? Quickly I sever the connection and close the tap to the magic. The radio instantly changes to static. Please, please, don't pull us over. If they do, I I have the permit for the engine modification. Hopefully they won't investigate further. I slow the car right down and indicate that I'm pulling over. The police car zooms past, not even slowing down. Oh, thank the creator. Couldn't afford to lose this job. I was so stupid to even tempt it. I had thought the brass more lax in the country. Must be something more important. We... We okay, Dad? Of course. Of course we are. But I'm sorry, we can't risk listening to your radio station. I hear a gulp. I understand. I don't want to lose you, Dad. It's okay. You won't lose me. Even if they arrest me, max- maximum is six months. But I will lose this opportunity. But it's okay, Frey. We are safe. We pick up speed again, and I move the car back down the road. Soon, I see several lights flashing. We slow down as a goliath in a high-vis vest waves a baton. He waves us through, but there are three brass cruisers parked on the side of the road. Look at the body! I quickly glance to the side. Everything slows down. Four brass circle something on the ground each struggling to hold back their sniffer hounds. Vicious creatures the size of large dogs. Every time I see one, I want to look away. But fear of not knowing where they are keeps my stare locked. They are black, blacker than night, as if blackness could have a texture of sludge. They have thick, long strains of hair that run down either side of their body. Bulky, 
muscular legs with sharp talon-like claws. The worst part is their face. A distorted wide mouth that curves like a sinister snarl into a double hook. The grimace is held up by a long snout and bears sharp fangs. Even worse are their blood-red eyes under two perked-up ears. They're the only thing you see as they patrol the darkness encircling you. The thing they now encircle, a pile of what I assume used to be a body, dried blood mixed with leaves cover the remains. I assume someone or something had found it, dragging it onto the side of the road for the paladins to find. The corpse was just two mounds now. There was a distinct valley in between where the stomach should have been. Something huge had chomped out its guts, leaving only a small remnant barely holding the two halves together. And the head was nowhere to be seen. Just a bloody stump remained. Uh, I hope that won't be us. It's okay, Frey. It was most likely a freak accident. But I have heard the tree rich is known the highest disappearance per capita. We continue on with the sight of the corpse and the thought of the sniffers. Do they smell the magic on the body? Was that why they they were so crazed? Or was it just they wanted to devour the remains? Both made me ill. I could tell Freya was uneasy as well. She said nothing. She just stared blankly straight ahead as we rolled into town. Tree Reach, named aptly. An enormous tree loomed over the town. It branched over all the buildings. It cast the town into a permanent shadow. This did not stop people running in and out of the local milk bar, or a young gnome rushing up some steps to the library. He tried to bypass an elderly woman and a walking stick. Suddenly, he slipped and missed a step, sending himself tumbling his cone-like hat sent flying. It revealed two mushrooms growing in a ball patch on his crown. The town was very busy, especially as we came to a standstill where other cars tried turning into the car park of the mall. A single-story large complex with all the cars around like tree stumps and all the woodland creatures rushing around with the carts full of goods, getting ready for winter that would never come. We eventually approached the largest building in all of Tree Reach. Look, Freya, Tree Reach High. The building must have been an ancient elf fortress. Castle ramparts wove around the base of the tree and the turrets spiraled up into the low branches then disappeared into the undergrowth. You could just see past the main building Beyond the castle was an oval field. You can just make out some of the students practicing formations for Skullball. Freya's mouth was agape. We drove past and then finally turned down the street to our new home. Father leads me down into what he assumes I will call home. The place smells of musk 
and it's very dark. Father flicks on the lights, and these antique fluorescents flick on, but scarcely were able to shed enough light. The entrance of the house has a staircase with marble railings leading up in two directions to the second landing. Well, it might need a bit of a fix-up and a clean, but it's better than living in the camp. What do you think, Frey? Who gave up this place for us? Where are they living now? Well, apparently, the last owner passed away many years ago. And since it's a small town, not all the houses get used all at once. Let's explore the rest of our new home. His smile seems so hesitant, so forced. Is it because he knows I don't like the move here? Or is it something else? We walk through a door that sits between the two stairs on the ground floor. It opens up into a long corridor. Two doors on either side and one at the end. Displayed along each side are portraits. Each person in their finest. People are never seen before. They all look different. Different versions of each other. Must have been the last owner's family. They are all elven. You could see their sharp, pointed ears and long, elegant faces. They displayed a sort of wise and stoic pose. Father led me to the door at the end of the hallway. It opens up into an open-plan kitchen. It steps down into a large lounge space. That's, that, that's when I saw him. He, he, he is here! The same man from the road. He's on the side of the glass, haunting a beast more terrifying than a sniffer hound. Thank you all for starting this journey with me. Next time, we will meet our new characters and find out what mystery I have in store for them. Will they crack the case or will they fail? What dire consequences will occur to the townsfolk of Tree Reach if they do fail? Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading and thank you for continuing on and listening to our new mini-series, Tree Ridge High Mystery Club. Please visit our website, beyondthedice.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at beyondthedice. We also have a Facebook page. You can get any news there on our Facebook feed, facebook.com forward slash btdpod. And if you liked our old stuff or this new stuff, please, whenever you have a chance, jump on and give us a review on whatever platform you've downloaded this from. This will help us reach a lot more people, perhaps even move us up on the charts so then even more people can have a listen. Thanks again 
and tune in for next time.